Good morning, friends. You've tuned into Faith Communications of Erie Christian Fellowship Church. We're delighted that you joined us today. Our hope is that today's message will help you to grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. As we listen to today's message, keep in mind that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. Now let's go right into today's broadcast. Thank you, Jesus. We want more of you. Father, we want more of you tonight. We want more of you tonight. Father, we worship you. We glorify you. We worship you tonight. Lord, more of you, less of us tonight. Holy Spirit, we invite you here tonight. Lead us, guide us, mold us, shape us, enlighten us as to what you want to do in our lives tonight. We thank you for it in your precious name. Amen. We worship your great name. We lift up your great name. At the sound of your name, every knee shall bow. At the sound of your name, every sickness must go. At the sound of your name, the enemy has to flee. And we speak the name of Jesus tonight. We speak the name of Jesus over every situation in our lives tonight. We speak the name of Jesus over this church. We speak the name of Jesus over this city. We speak the name of Jesus over this state, over this country. We speak the name of Jesus. And Father, we worship your holy name. We worship your holy name tonight. We give you all the honor, the praise, and the glory. In your precious name we pray. Amen. 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 You may have a seat tonight. Well, welcome, everybody. Wow. Turnout is pretty good for (laughs) negative eight wind chill or whatever it is with snow blowing and everything. At at some point, it's warm in here. That's right. It's warm in the car. It's warm in here. You just got to get from your car to the door and from your door to the house, right? That's all we got to do. Well, tonight, tonight, if this is your first time here, you haven't been here before, uh, on a Wednesday night, uh, typical format, we're going to open with a song of worship. I'm going to give a short kind of exhortation out of the Word of God, and tonight we're going to do Ephesians 1, uh, so you can open your Bibles to Ephesians 1. And then before, right after that, uh, we're going to just go over the prayer requests. I'm going to just pray for these collectively, and you just be in agreement with me of all the prayer requests that got submitted. And then we're just going to have, you know, 15, 20 minutes of just time of prayer. Just walk around, kneel at the altar, stay at your seat, read your Bible, do whatever you want, uh, but just going to have some time of prayer. Uh, so tonight, before we start, I do want to say a prayer over the offering. If anybody has an offering or tithe their offering that they brought tonight, uh, you can put that. There's a box at the left-hand side of the doors as you exit the sanctuary. There's a box there. You can just slip it in there. We're not going to collect an offering tonight. And I just want to pray over that offering, and I want to pray over uh, tonight's word. Uh, from the Lord for us. Heavenly Father, we just come to you tonight. We thank you, Father, for open eyes, open ears, and open hearts to hear your word and what you have for us tonight. Father, we just pray for every gift, every tithe, every offering that is given is there to worship you. We worship you with our giving. 
It's all yours anyway. We're just giving back a portion of what you've given to us as you've commanded us to do, but you've commanded us to do it because you want to bless us. You've commanded us to do it because you honor and reward those who diligently seek you. And so, Father, we diligently seek you in every area of our life tonight. We thank you for these things in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 So Ephesians 1 Uh, I was going to talk, I was going to kind of give a sermon on John chapter 5, but the Lord said that is for Sunday, so I think I started a little bit in John chapter 5 a couple weeks ago here, uh, but I'm going to go into John chapter 5 on Sunday. So I said, Lord, that's great, it's Tuesday, and tomorrow's Wednesday, what do you want to talk about tonight, on Wednesday night? And he said, Ephesians 1, and there's a prayer in Ephesians 1 that I want to walk through with us tonight. This is a prayer, and it starts in verse 17. What I'm going to do is I'm going to read the whole prayer, then I'm going to go back, and I'm going to read just kind of sentence by sentence, and just kind of break it down a little bit, just what the Lord has revealed to me, and I pray that the Holy Spirit will reveal things to you tonight as well. Uh, Maybe about something completely unrelated to what I'm talking about. How many have ever had that happen to you? Yes? So, and let me tell you a quick story, because this is, this is real stuff. So we were, goodness, 2009 maybe, 2010. This is before uh, we had left. I worked at GE at the time. And we were here. I believe Christopher Alum was preaching uh, here. In the, it was on a Sunday morning. He was preaching up here. And I'll tell you what. I have no idea what he was preaching about. None whatsoever. If you, you could pay me a million dollars... For, for if a million dollars, really, you can say, Pastor Jason, here's a million bucks. If you tell me, even like a scripture verse, like one point of maybe the three points that he had, anything at all, a million bucks. I'd be like, I cannot believe it. I am not going to get that million dollars because I have no idea what he was talking about. But the interesting thing is, is that the Lord clearly spoke to my wife and I that Sunday morning that he wanted us to leave GE and come help at the church whether they paid us or not. Okay, we, I was, actually, you were in the back holding one of our babies, one of our eight babies walking in the back. So we weren't even sitting next to each other. I was over here, and I walked back, and I believe your words were, you don't even have to tell me, I know what he said. Yeah, and he wasn't talking about Christopher or love. She wasn't talking about Christopher. No, so I said, so guys, Holy Spirit will speak to you, so be attuned tonight. You, of course, listen to me if you want to. That'd be great. But more importantly, listen to what the Holy Spirit is saying to you, because truly our lives were changed that Sunday morning, and I don't even know what he was talking about. And there was unity unity when we heard it. And that's what the Holy Spirit always, always does, is he confirms. He brings peace when you hear from him, and he confirms it through loved ones, through your spouse. He confirms the word. So if you have a crazy word and no one's confirming it, Maybe it's a crazy word. (laughs) Maybe it wasn't from the Holy Spirit. You should get some confirmation, yeah? Okay, Ephesians 1. (laughs) Let me read through that. Uh, I've heard some crazy things. I've not had confirmation. You know, sometimes, you know, the enemy likes to speak to us too. How many know that? The enemy speaks to us. The enemy was speaking to both my wife and I today about all kinds of things all week. Tell you what, it's it's only Wednesday. It feels like it should be Saturday. Like, we should be wrapping this week up, honestly. It's been a fight. It's been a battle. 
you know, and, and as you, and as I'm preaching things or bringing things to the word, I mean, the enemy comes out. As you get to sit here and listen and hear and apply, holy, he, the enemy's going to come after you. It is real. He seeks to kill, to, to steal, kill, and destroy. In that order, to steal, to kill, and destroy. And I've always found it very interesting that it goes in that order. Because first he tries to steal. So he's going to try to steal whatever word that has been placed in your heart. Whatever you hear tonight, he is going to attempt to steal that word. That's what he does. The Bible says that's what he does. Steal. And in order to steal it, because he wants to lead that to death. He wants to lead to death. We, however, have the word of God who wants to bring us to life. We have Jesus Christ who brings us to life. The enemy wants to bring us to death. So to steal, to kill, and to destroy. His ultimate goal is to destroy marriages, to destroy generations, to destroy family lines, family heritage, because he understands that as the kingdom of God grows and our children grow and generation after generation, we're going to reach more and more people for Jesus. And he knows that, and he's shaking in his boots, and he, he knows he only has a short bit of time to work on it. He has no idea how long he has. We don't know how much longer he has, but he's got a short amount of time, which is why it's urgent for us to take the authority in the name of Jesus over every situation in our life. Every thought that comes that's not of him, guys, you know it. You know today that you had a thought. I had a thought today. It wasn't from God. It was in my head, and I thought it, and that is not from the Lord. And the Bible says that we need to take captive that thought Make it obedient to Christ. Can I say something? Go ahead, baby. Say something. I'm going to say something. Talk to us. Um, this is really good. The enemy, um, last week we talked, I talked a little bit about how um, God doesn't talk in fear thoughts. He's not going to give you a picture of fear um, in order to tell you to go this way. You better go this way. You might die if you go that way. He does not talk that way. Mm. Um, but the enemy tempts. And what he does is he'll, he'll just tempt with something, a picture um, in your mind or you're watching TV and there's a commercial, and I don't know what it's like to be a man, but there's a commercial and suddenly there's someone not wearing enough clothes and there's a temptation. And immediately the thought is, oh my gosh, what is wrong with me? Why would I think that? What kind of Christian am I? That's a lie layered on top of a lie, layered on top of a lie, layered on top of a lie. Mm-hmm. Um, when I am tempted, a thought comes up and I'm tempted into fear, into worry, into lust, into some kind of issue, mm. immediately I say, Father, that thought, is, that thought is yours. It is ugly. It's not mine, and I don't want it. Right. I give it to him. I give it. So if my child found something disgusting, a dead rodent, a dirty magazine, just some ugly thing, I don't want my child... To pick it up and try to handle it on their own. I want them to run to me. Mom, there's this horribly ugly thing in my playroom or in the backyard. I don't want it. I don't know what it is. Don't, oh, honey, don't go near it. I'll take care of it. That is exactly what I've learned to do with those ugly thoughts. They are from the, I used to beat myself up. What kind of person thinks that kind of stuff? Oh, that's terrible. Um, Mm, mom with lots of little kids, gosh, you'd think that there's never been a temptation, an ugly thought. Like, man, I just want to smack that kid. <laughs> oh, but no, but I mean, legitimately, like yeah. I want to, I want to hit the kid because the kid 
is pushing me and not being easy. But I don't. I would right. never. Right. Me. Me. Redeemed. Loving. Right. Right. Kind. Mother. Called to motherhood. I would never mm. desire that. That is the enemy tempting me to mm. anger. Tempting. That's, that's him. And when I learned that, when I learned who I was in Christ... I don't even consider who I am outside of Christ. I don't have to. I'm in Christ now, forever. When I learned who I was in Christ and that I could separate, when that thought came to me, I didn't feel, I didn't condemn myself anymore. I didn't feel bad anymore. What kind of mother, what kind of mother thinks that? Mm. It's not my thought. Father, what's your thought? I mean, it's not your thought. Father, I give that yeah, to you. I give that ugly thing to you. Mm. I mean ugly. The, the uglier it is, the more horrific the temptation is, the faster I throw it to him. That's right. This is not of me. That's right. This is not for me. Father, That's right. take this. That's right. So I just wanted to share that. That's good. James, uh, totally, I guess we're going a little different direction here to start. Uh, that's okay. James 1, that's uh, not where I had you go, but starting in verse 12, let me just read this to you. It goes along with what uh, Liz was just saying. Blessed is the man who endures temptation, for when he has been approved, he will receive the crown of life, which the Lord has promised to those who love him. Let no one say when he is tempted that I am tempted by God, for God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he himself tempt anyone. There's a big difference between temptation and then understanding that when we're in a test where we stand according to God. And where we're at. Where, are, where is our life at? And the test is not for him to know where you're at. You, it's for you to know, right? The test is not for the teacher. to know. The t- you get the test, you get the grade back, and you get a 98 on the test. That's for you to know how you're doing on the test. Or if you flunked it or failed it, that's for you to know. But you see, but God does not tempt. He is not the author of temptation. So those, those evil thoughts, those things that are coming at you, are from the pit of hell. They're from the enemy, it goes on and says, but each one is tempted when he draws away by his own desires and enticed. Then, when the desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin, and sin, when it is full grown, brings forth death. You see, so the temptation, the thought, is not sin. That's right. That's Listen right. to me. The temptation that comes, that thought that comes, you have not sinned. What happens is if you begin to make an agreement with that thought, if you begin to take action on that thought, and you begin to lust after a certain woman because you begin to see that person over and over and over, and you start to have desire, now you are in sin. But when the enemy just tries to bring something in front of you to tempt you, that's not sin. You don't have to go around repenting for that and be feeling bad about it, feeling sorry for yourself, and say, oh, I must be some terrible, evil person. No, there's an evil enemy that is coming against you. And you say, no, in Jesus' name, I take captive that thought, and I make it obedient to Christ, because he is not a tempter. So what happens? How do we know what happens? It says, do not be deceived, my beloved brethren. Every good and perfect gift comes from above. Every good and perfect gift. Not every bad thought, not every... No, 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 no. That doesn't come from above. That doesn't come from it. Every good and every perfect gift is from above and comes down from the Father of lights, which whom there is no variation, no shadow of turning. He does not change. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. There is no change. Come on, yeah, tag team it tonight. I like the up and down. I don't like staying up. I like up and down. Um... 
I remember I used to really struggle with fearful thoughts when I was falling asleep at night. I mean, for years. I would, I would, I memorized Psalm 91 and I would quote it and I would try to fall asleep, but I always would imagine some scenario, someone breaking in and what would I do and which child would I grab first? And, and it was awful and it was, it would happen randomly. And I remember, um, I remember the house we were living in. It was in Hermitage at the time. And I remember laying there and, I remember just saying, gosh, what is wrong with me? What is wrong with me? Forgive me, Father. Forgive me for fear, for, for, for being in fear. Forgive me. And I wasn't an audible voice, but it was, he impressed it upon me suddenly and strongly. Like, what was it? It was, um, do, not, do not repent, fight. Do, it wasn't do not repent. Do not apologize. Stop apologizing and fight. And that was the first time I realized that I hadn't, I wasn't in sin. I was fighting. I was fighting. That's the good fight. I was Mm. fighting. And the condemnation was just the enemy trying to push me down as I'm trying to fight. Mm. And so there's a separation. There's this wonderful separation. Um, And knowing that it's not, you're not sinning when you're in the fight. It's when you have made that agreement. And Mm. you Everybody knows. You know when you get a thought and suddenly you begin to entertain it, I'll call. As soon as you cross over into entertaining it, willingly, you've crossed into a really, that's a danger point. Um, Yeah, sometimes I'm mad at this guy. Right? Everyone loves Pastor Jason. How can anyone be mad at Pastor Jason? Sometimes I get mad and I either cross over into... Yesterday or today. Huh? (laughs) What did you so say? was that yesterday or today? Both. <laughs> um, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> I will cross over into accusation. On, and it, it, you know, how dare he? I cannot believe him. I have already told him. I am in accusation. Who's the accuser? Mm-hmm. Who am I being like? That's who right. am I acting like? And who am I making agreements with? That's right. And who? In that moment, I have crossed over. There was another time. Um, I remember, boy, I was upset with him and. He went upstairs to bed, and I just was crying, looking out the window, and I had to spank one of my children. If my husband would lead our home, well, then I wouldn't have to do that. And, oh, the enemy was just laying it on, all this stuff about him. And, oh, he this. And everything he was saying had enough truth in it that it sounded true to me Mm. because I was in self-pity, and I was very happy to believe. And he said something like, he's abandoned. He's abandoned me. And I just stopped. It's like, wait a second. Too far. Oh, no, he has not. He's <laughs> upstairs. Like, he goes to work every day. He loves us. The enemy went too far. Yeah. He went, he crossed over. Like, I was buying it. He was feeding me the lies. And I yeah. was like, oh, yeah, that's true. That's true. He, I was, I mean, he had me hooked. And then he just took, went too far. Mm. And then I saw it. And I was like, wait a minute. Hold on. No. Hold on. And I backed myself right out. I repented back. Uh-uh. No, I don't know. And I mean, I was a little baby Christian at this time, more or less. The Lord was just at the beginning of showing me things. Um, but I was paying attention, too. And y'all are here. You're in the Word. You're paying attention. Yeah. You're wanting to grow. And God is so faithful. When you press in, he begins to teach you. That's right. And I will never forget exactly where I was standing, man. And I went right upstairs, probably cuddled up right next to you, were snoring. And I just wasn't mad at him anymore. So, I mean, God leads us in his ways. Amen. And the enemy is not to be underestimated, nor is he to be paid too much attention to. 
you know, we don't ignore him. He's under our feet. That's right. That's good. You know, in Ephesians 6, uh, verse 12, a lot of you know this verse, but it says, For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood. That's we're not wrestling against each other. And too often, the enemy tempts us into believing that the fight is actually with our spouse or the fight is with our brother or our sister or our cousin or our kids even. No, it's not actually against that. This whole, we have to separate our, we have to, we, in our minds, we have to understand that there's a separation here and that the battle is not against other human beings, even though they may be acting a certain way, you know, that once that, you know, maybe, I, you know, I did abandon you when I went upstairs, right? I mean, so you may, a person may be acting a certain way to get you angry, but we have to understand very quickly, say, whoa, 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 whoa. If he starts tempting you with accusations about your spouse, about your loved ones, about yourself, time out. Time out. That's not from him. That's not from him. Because we don't wrestle against flesh and blood. We don't wrestle against each other, but against the principalities and powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. I mean, that is some, that's some evil stuff. That's what we're battling. That's why, that's, this is in, in, in this portion of Scripture, it's talking about the whole armor of God. This is what that's talking about right there. And then it goes into, well, what do you have to go do? We're not going to talk about that tonight. But that is what you have to start doing. And what are the offensive weapons? What are the offensive weapons that we have? It's the Word of God. It's the sword. It's the Spirit. So when that starts coming, what do we do? We take captive the thought and we start speaking Scripture over that situation. That's why there's such an importance in memorizing Scripture. Why there's such an importance of digging into the Word of God and having that on the inside of us because it's transforming us each and every day, continually transforming us. You know, the other offensive weapon really is the, is the shield of faith because we get to put it up, we can fight back with that shield. You ever seen in a battlefield, if they lose their sword for some reason, now we don't ever get to lose our sword because we have it. If they ever made a law against having a Bible like they do in certain countries, we still have it because we've got the word of the God on the inside of us. And we've got the Holy Spirit, which authored this entire thing. Guys, we have the Holy Spirit, access to the Holy Spirit, who authored this entire book through man available to us. So we have access to the scriptures, whether you have the Bible in front of you or not. I'm always amazed at how much he reminds me of a scripture like randomly during a certain thing. I'd never memorized it. It wasn't something I, I put, you know, to get deep down inside, but he'll just say, bam, this is the scripture that you need right now, and it's available to us. It says in John 14, John 14 and verse 26, we, we might get to Ephesians 1, maybe. <laughs> we might. Uh, where it says, John 14, 26, but the helper, the helper, the Holy Spirit, the helper. So we're not sure what's going on in our lives. We have access to the Holy Spirit to say, I need some help. I need some guidance. He's the great counselor, the great guider. He is available to us. We have access to the Holy Spirit, the helper, whom the Father will send in my name. This is Jesus talking. So Jesus has since left this earth, rose from the dead, sits at the right hand of the Father, and then the Holy Spirit came down. Read through the beginning of Acts. The Holy Spirit now is present here on this earth, available to us. Send him in his name. He will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things that I've said to you. All things that I've said to you. And I believe that's not just scripture. I believe that's words that God has given you. 
personal word from the Lord that was given to you. When you need it and you ask for it, he'll remind you of those words that he's given you. And he does that for us because he loves us and he cares for us. Okay, quickly, Ephesians 1. So this is a prayer, and I'm going to encourage each of you to just read through, just do it one time a day for the next seven days until you come back next Wednesday night. And when you do that, when you read this prayer, and you make this prayer a part of your life, I'm going to break down this prayer, what it means and what's happening in it. But it's basically verse 17 to 23, I think basically is where it goes, where it ends. I mean, you can keep going if you want. But as you read through that prayer, this is asking the Lord for all of the knowledge, all of the revelation, all of the understanding, everything that we need for this life. And it's available to us. And we just have to ask. It's right there. And so I truly believe if each of you read this every day for the next seven days, make this part of your life for the next seven days, he will reveal truth to you and to me that is needed for your life, for this time, for this week, for next week, for right now. Because he tells us not to worry about tomorrow, but just stick in today. Let's worry about today. So if you read this in the morning, then everything you need for that day, the, the Lord promises to provide for us. It goes like this, is that the Lord, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. The eyes of your understanding be enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling, what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints, and what is the exceeding greatness of his power toward us who believe, according to the working of his mighty power, which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead, and seated him at the right hand in the heavenly places, far above all principality and power and might and dominion, that every name that is named, not only in this age, but also that in which is to come. So I just want to talk about a couple of these verses. I'm going to start in verse 17. If you want to back up to verse 17, it says, That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, Father of glory, may give you the spirit of wisdom. So we are asking for wisdom. Lord, give me the spirit of wisdom of what I need for today. Ask him for wisdom. There are decisions that you have in your life that you need wisdom about. There are decisions in our life that we need wisdom about. I mean like today. I need to know like today, now. I need to, there are certain things I need to know. I need to know now. What is wisdom? Wisdom is correctly applied knowledge. It is correctly applied knowledge. It's basically an output of knowledge. You can apply wisdom from knowledge that you gain by studying the Word of God. This is important. If we study the Word of God, what happens? We have knowledge about the Word. And then when we ask for wisdom, He takes those, this living Word, these, these words on a piece of paper, and He illuminates them into wisdom on how to deal with a situation. Because last time I checked, we had, we had a decision to make a long time ago whether or not we should get a dog. I've said this example before. Oh, man. It's going to be a while until I find, should the Ackermans get a dog? No. Like, no. Okay, we got a good answer. I have peace about that. I have confirmation. Oh, look at that. 
Holy Spirit speaks. Okay, so listen, I'm serious though. I mean, because there's a, sometimes the specific answer is not in there. But when we study the word of God, when we get that knowledge, what happens is the output then is we have opportunity to get God's wisdom through the Holy Spirit, through the scriptures, and how that applies to my life, how it applies to your life. The Holy Spirit will show us how to apply that knowledge that he has taught you when we have studied his word and when we have prayed. We have to ask for it. Ask for it. Don't beg. You don't have to beg. There's no scriptures where, he's, where anyone's begging. You just ask for it. You just present your request to me. Present it to me. And he hears us. And he answers our prayers. He will show you how to handle things in life. And what I call it is he will show you how to do that through his anointing. And what is the anointing? It's the ability to do what you could not do on your own. It's the ability to do something that you could not do on your own. Parenting eight children. Parenting eight children. We cannot do that on our own. I am telling you that for certain. And if I get in a little bit of the carnal mindset, and you were a little fly, like I always think, man, if we had a YouTube channel, you know, that was like recording our home all the time, be like, man, why is that guy preaching? (laughs) What is he doing up there? I mean, because we're human. Yes, we're human. Yes, we yell at our children sometimes, and we, we get into things, and we do things we shouldn't have done. Yes, this happens in our house. But we're parenting and we're raising eight children because I can't do it on my I can't do it. She can't do it. We can't even do it together on our own strength. We need the anointing. We need the wisdom. We need him each and every day. And there are situations in your life that you are able to do through the anointing that you couldn't do on your own. And that's what's available to us. He will teach you to be wise in your relationship with God and towards others. Men, hint, tomorrow's Valentine's Day. Okay, just checking. Make sure you all remembered. Okay, and, and it says the spirit of wisdom. All the men are like, oh, man, come on. I got reminded. Shoot, come on. The spirit of wisdom and revelation. Revelation. This is a super... What's going What's Oh, hearts. Lots of hearts. So what is going on? Love it. Valentine's Day. Now you really got to do something. Come on, boys. (laughs) Revelation. Wisdom and revelation. So what we're asking is that he would give us the spirit of wisdom and revelation. Well, what's the difference? Revelation is the supernatural result of the wisdom and the knowledge. So when we begin to have knowledge of the scripture, when he begins to give us wisdom of what to do in a situation then the revelation comes. When we put those two things together, the revelation comes. It's the unveiling, the uncovering, or the disclosure, which includes the interpretation and understanding of what we now see. It helps us discern what is going on. It helps us discern and understand that, whoa, 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 whoa. That fight is not against my husband who went up to bed upstairs. This was her having the spirit of wisdom and revelation come in her life, and then it became apparent and obvious that, oh, time out. The enemy went too far, and it was revealed to her. We must have the spirit of wisdom and revelation of Christ 
and his word if we desire to grow spiritually. And I believe we all do because none of you would be here with this crazy weather if you weren't desiring to grow spiritually. And the Holy Spirit is the one who unveils his word to us. So it says that the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge, in the knowledge, which is a clear and exact knowledge gained as we personally encounter and walk with God in a living relationship. We walk with God in a living relationship day by day by day. In verse 18, it says, I'll probably end with this, with this verse here. It says, the eyes of your understanding be enlightened. Let the eyes of our understanding be enlightened. Spiritually being able to think through the matters that are before you. Not, not with this, but spiritually think through what is before us. Having divine understanding and insight. I wrote this quote down, for the lights to come on. Are you ever like the bright idea, like ding, the light goes on when there's an idea? It's the light goes on moment. It's the revelation. It's like, bam, got it. I understand what's going on here. I know exactly what to do and I have peace about it. And that you may know what is the hope of his calling. That you may know the hope of his calling. The absolute confidence in what he has shown and is continuing to show you concerning the plans for your life. You're not sure what to do next. You're not sure you got a decision to make in your life. You read this prayer every day this week, and God will bring clarity to the situation that you have in your life. Absolute confidence of what he has shown you concerning the plans for your life. To know your call as part of the body of Christ, as a people chosen and called and faithful, who are seated with him in heavenlies to rule the ages in the right place, At the right time, there is the anointing, there is favor, there is provision, and there is harvest. So church, I would encourage you to read that prayer. Go all the way through verse 23 and just read it each day this week and let our wonderful Heavenly Father, who we just talked about, brings all good gifts, all good things to us including wisdom, including knowledge, including revelation, all these things are available to us, to each and every one of us, through the Holy Spirit. Let's pray tonight. We're going to, you can remain seated during this time of prayer. I'm going to lift up some of these prayer requests. We're going to spend some time praying. And then when I'm done praying here, we're going to um, turn the lights down and we're going to Uh, Just to kind of have some time of corporate prayer, the music will go back on. But I want to pray over these prayer requests tonight. I just want you to be in agreement with them, with me. Heavenly Father, we just lift up every prayer request that's on this list. Every prayer request that's on this list. Your word says, Heavenly Father, that for assuredly I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed... And cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will be done. He will have whatever he says. Therefore, I say whatever things you ask for when you pray, believe that you receive them and we will have them. So, Father, we are asking now 
for revelation, for wisdom, for healing, for knowledge, for every situation that's presented here on these prayer requests. Father, we lift up a young man named Danny to you right now. Father, I just pray that you will supernaturally lead and guide him to be connected with your body, connected with your church. Father, I just pray that you will open up job opportunities for him now in Jesus' name, that he will be able to able to work and to be able to stay in his apartment, be able to do the things you've called him to do, that the eyes of his understanding will be enlightened and that he will know the hope and the calling that you have on his life. Father, we just pray for traveling mercies for Dan, Katie, Lisa, and John. Wherever you are taking them, whatever journey they are going on, I pray a supernatural hedge of protection around them now tonight, wherever they are. Thank you, Father, that you are with them, that you lead them, and you guide them. Heavenly Father, we lift up a two-year-old whose name is Addie. He's battling cancer. Right now, in the name of Jesus, we break the power of cancer in her life. Right now, in Jesus' name. We thank you that you are a healing God. We thank you, Father, that you bring every good and perfect gift. We thank you, Father, that no sickness or disease is from you, which means when we speak the name of Jesus, those things have to flee. And so we just speak the name of Jesus right now. We just bring your healing touch and power on her. And we are expecting and and believing for an amazing testimony that is coming. We thank you for it. Father, we just pray for MRI results. Father, that have come back already good. We thank you for that. We praise you for it. And there are more tests that need to be done for a certain person. I pray now that those tests... Even if they thought it was something, as they do those tests, as they come back, the person will be free and clear of any sickness and disease. Free and clear of every sickness and disease. That that testimony, that, Father, I pray that that testimony now that comes from that will arrest the attention of the doctor who is looking at the MRI and say, whoa, 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 wait a second. Last time we did it, it looked like this. But this time we're doing it, it looks like this. What happened? And they say, Jesus. Jesus happened. Supernaturally healed because of Jesus. I pray for every unspoken prayer request that came in. And I thank you, Father, for your, uh, your blessing and favor with the ladies who went on the mission trip. I thank you that you are with them. And Father, we pray over this uh, eighth grade uh, class that they have the opportunity, their heart's desire is to go to Washington, D.C. I pray that you help them be able to get there. And Father, now we lift up every other prayer request that maybe wasn't written, but is part of this church and this community, and we lift it up to you. We speak the name of Jesus over each and every one of them. We take authority over the enemy now and say you must leave relationships in Jesus' name. You must leave tonight in Jesus' name. Sickness, you must leave tonight in Jesus' name. We take the authority that is in the name of Jesus and we speak it over these prayer requests. And Father, as we enter in a time of corporate prayer, speak to us. Put people's names on our heart. Help us to intercede tonight for them. Place people in our heart tonight. Father, I just pray for this city tonight. I pray for the multitudes that need to know you, that need to have a revelation knowledge of who you are and what you've done for them. And we call them into churches all around the city. We call them into relationships with Christians all around the city. And I pray that you give each person the boldness to speak the gospel message and to change lives.
And we thank you for it tonight. Let's pray tonight. Father, you are so good. You are so good. We worship you tonight. We worship you tonight. The light's still dim. If there's anybody here tonight who has a physical need in their body, I just want you to slip your hand up tonight. A physical need in your body of any kind, just slip your hand up tonight. Okay, I see your hands. Whatever physical needs you have, I want you to place your hand on that on that location of your body that needs supernatural healing. And I want to pray for you tonight. I want to pray for you tonight. It says in the Bible that it says, by his stripes you are healed. By his stripes you are healed. It also says again that if two of you agree on earth concerning anything, anything at all, Anything that they ask, it will be done for them by the Father who is in heaven. And so we are in agreement tonight for each and every one of you, the physical need that you have in your body tonight. We're going to lift that up and you will receive healing in the name of Jesus. We must believe that he will heal us and he will and we thank him for it. Dear Heavenly Father, we come to you now in the name of Jesus. We ask for your will, that will to be done in our physical bodies of perfect health and healing. That is done in the name of Jesus. And we specifically ask for each and every person here tonight who is placing their hand as a touch point on that pain in their body, on that discomfort, on that issue, on that disease, on that sickness, on that bone, on that arthritis, on whatever it is, we're saying now in the name of Jesus that that has to leave. Pain has to go in Jesus' name. Sickness has to go in Jesus' name. Healing power come upon them. It says in your word that the same power that rose Christ from the grave lives inside each and every one of us who have called on him to be our Lord. And so we just pray that that same power of that Holy Spirit now, that infilling inside of us now is just anointing our bodies with the healing power of God. We take authority over the enemy, over sickness, over disease, and we say, leave now in the name of Jesus. We close every door that has allowed that sickness to come. We close it tight. We close it in the name of Jesus. And we call that body healed and whole in Jesus' name. We exercise that authority over that body because of you, because of your name. Sickness and disease, we refuse to let you stay. We refuse to let you stay. And we will stand in faith until you flee in the name of Jesus. We thank you for it. And we thank you for your healing power. In Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. amen. Well, everyone, thank you for coming out tonight. We had a wonderful time. I did. I did. Which is, I guess maybe that's all that matters. <laughs> we, I had a good and Hopefully you guys did too. And we'll see you all Sunday. Please be careful out there driving. It is cold, it's windy, and it's snowy. We'll see you Sunday. Thank you for being a part of today's Faith Communications broadcast of Erie Christian Fellowship Church. If you do not currently have a church home, you are invited to join us on Sunday mornings at 10 o'clock. Erie Christian Fellowship is located at 5900 Saratania Road, directly across from the Walnut Creek Middle School. You'll find us on the web at 